Hello and welcome to Don't Talk About It. I'm your host, Dean D, and today I have a little story for you called Sit, Stay. And this one takes me back to over the past year, and my friend and I, Alex, were talking the other night, and it started with our little reflection about relationships and what relationships have been the last, at least the last year. I feel like they've changed. And I feel like as we grow as individuals, the way that we perceive our relationships also change. And what I mean by that is I've realized that over the past year, when the dynamic of the relationship changed, and it wasn't as easy to just stop by and meet somebody for a, a drink after work, or swing by somebody's house and just pop in and say hello, constantly put in that effort to see somebody, constantly put in that effort to be with somebody and realizing that some of those relationships you're not getting it in return. It's a one-way relationship. You feel empty afterwards like something was taken. Like it should feel better than it feels. Kind of like when you go to a restaurant for your birthday and your friend really wants to take you out for your birthday, but it's to their restaurant because it's their treat and it's they want to take you during their time that works for them and it's on this day and she's going to pick you up. You don't get a choice. And more and more of this sounds like, as I continue with the restaurant example, how much of this is for you? Do you actually want to go with your friend out to a restaurant that she likes that, that maybe you don't care for as much? I mean, after all, it is your birthday, isn't it? And then being told that it's okay, just like it, just sit, just stay. And as I was conversing with Alex about this, he had reflected on me about how his relationships, he's realized that there's certain relationships, and especially in his family, with his dad, if he doesn't put in any effort to see his dad, to call his dad, to stop by, his dad gives him nothing in return. His dad just wants full love so that his dad will feel great about this wonderful relationship he has with his son. And meanwhile, Alex feels 
that he can't even get his dad to acknowledge them, him, on his terms, when he wants to. And it reminded me a little bit of this vet story that happened on Monday. It all kind of clicked in. I had to go to the vet and pick up some eye drops. Our Jack, he is a Italian Greyhound mix. He's a got him from the Humane Society, or I think he was from the shelter. Poor little guy. Got stuck with us. Anyways, so Jack has this condition where his eyes are very, very, very dry. And so every morning he gets two drops put in his eyes. And every night he gets two drops put in his eyes. So I have to go pick up these drops from the vet every three months for him. And as I'm sitting there waiting for my drops, this gentleman looks over at me who has a cat in his carrier. And I say, oh, what's wrong with mittens today? He rolls his eyes and he goes, it's my wife's cat. I'm a dog person. I said, oh, why is that? I'm always curious when people say, oh, I'm a dog person, I'm a cat person. I definitely enjoy dogs a bit more, but that's because I think I am a little PTSD from growing up with my mother who lived on 10 acres out in Eagle Point and people would always just dump cats over the fence or onto our property. So I think one time we had like 18 cats in our barn. So I think I just might be on cat overload. But we have two cats. We have two dogs. And so I'm always curious why some people like cats better than dogs. And this gentleman looks at me and he says... Well, I hate the fact that cats only love you when they want it. I love the fact that when I walk through the door, my dog runs up to me unconditionally. Anytime I call for him, he comes. Anytime I throw the ball for him, he's happy. I love the fact that whenever I want him, he gives me what I want. And cats are assholes. They're more into themselves. They only want love when they want to receive it. They don't let you just pick them up. They don't let you just put on a leash and walk out the door. They're not on my agenda. Quote, unquote, pretty close. And as he's describing this, it made this connection of how some of us are dog people. We want unconditional love on our terms when it works for us. And some people are more into cats that have an opinion, that have a voice, 
that only want to receive love when it works for both of you. When the human is ready to give it and the animal is ready to receive it. Unlike a dog that will sit there and take it unconditionally because it just wants to please you. And how some of my relationships, especially those close family relationships, are a little this way. They want me to be a dog. Just show up and smile and talk about all the good in my life. Don't share any of the real. I don't want to hear that. I'm just looking for an ear for my microphone is how I feel sometimes in these relationships. You know the ones that call, ramble on for about 30 minutes, and then say, oh, how are you? And they maybe half listen for a minute and then go right back to talking about them. I don't know about you, but it makes me feel like a dog. Thank you for providing something that makes the other feel good, but not the recipient. And as I've noticed this in my relationships and have connected these dots a bit more, I also see how it follows through with my actions. The people I call every week now are the people who actually want to converse with me. And the people who we maybe set up a time through texting. Does this time work for you? I'd really like to chat with you. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Getting input versus just showing up on somebody's door or calling and expecting them to just be there for you on the other end of the phone. I always love when somebody calls and they say, oh, is this a good time for you? And you say, I'm kind of in the middle and you can't even get to the end of your sentence before they start talking. Makes me feel like a dog. I'm glad that I can give you something that makes you feel good. And I just realized as this guy was saying this, and it made me smirk and smile, how much he was saying he only likes relationships with obedience. And I said that back to him. I said, oh, you really like, you know, an animal that obeys. I said, right? I said, yeah, like you call a dog, they always come. Cats, it's always on their terms. Or, you know, you have to compromise in some way. And he goes, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, we just don't do it with animals, with cats and dogs. We do it with people, too. But the difference I feel like is some of us are cats and some of us are dogs. And the dogs are usually the ones that are favored. 
those relationships that are quiet under the surface. You never talk about politics in this relationship. You never share your personal side, your struggles. And everybody wants something different, but for a relationship, I don't want news bullets. I don't want just to flip open my phone and see on Facebook what you're going to tell me on the phone. I don't want a newsreel. I want to know you. But on your terms. I see how I do that in some of my relationships too. I expect people to love me unconditionally instead of putting some on their terms. It almost reminds me a little bit of like Christmas where you have a gift and somebody says, I really want to come by and drop off this gift for you. And you say, well, I have quite a bit of time tomorrow. If you come by tomorrow, we can maybe sit and visit for a minute. And they say, oh, no, it's today. I'm just going to drop it off your door. Does it really make you feel like it's about you or is it about the gift? Because if I drop off a gift, then I did something great for you. See? And this is just my two cents on the matter. But I had a FaceTime the other day with my adopted parents. And it was amazing. And I realized that the one thing between my cat and dog relationships is acceptance. People are willing to accept my cat-like personality. And I don't have to be a dog. I don't have to perform. I don't always have to be happy and positive. I can tell my friend, oh, I'm having a bad day without them saying, oh, well, you just need to get over it. It's okay to have a bad day. Because I think once you acknowledge your day's bad, there's nowhere to go but up. I feel like, yeah, it's a shitty day. We'll see if we can make it a little better. And if we can't, then hey, let's just accept that it's a shitty day and I'm going to stop trying to fight it. I'm going to go home and put on a movie. But as Alex and I continue to converse about the relationships and the way we feel, I with him, he's somebody who I talk to two or three times a year. And we don't really do much in between. We don't text. We don't really email. But we call each other, and when we connect, we'll be on the phone for like two hours and just talk and catch up and really be invested in each other. And then it's okay that it falls away for that time. Because we don't always want to perform at that level. This is the relationship that works for us.
this is what we accept. But we're both equal parties in the relationship. I am not the master to my pet in a relationship. He is not the dog. I am not the owner, nor vice versa. We're both cats licking ourselves a little, chatting in our own space. And that is one thing I will end this with today is giving somebody the acceptance to have their own space and conversing what your expectations are for the relationship and what their expectations are for the relationship. But giving somebody the acceptance to be them in their own space and not trying to control that space. Why are you wearing those shoes? Why are we going to this restaurant? I can't believe you wore your hair like that. All those little things. You're not allowing somebody to be a cat. To have their own space. To do it when it works on their terms as well as yours. You can't just pick me up and force me to purr. And don't get me wrong, I have days where I'm full-blown dog, where I wake up, I don't care, let somebody else plan the whole day, I'm just along for the ride. And I know that about myself on those days. But the breaking point for me is when somebody else puts their expectations on the relationship as more important than our expectations on the relationship. So, food for thought. How much do I want to invest? How much do I want to love unconditionally without accepting unconditional acceptance? I want to love you unconditionally on my terms. But I feel like unconditional love doesn't come without unconditional acceptance for the other person to have their own. And I see this in my wife and I every day. It's like we have one long conversation that keeps going. She's in there doing yoga right now while I'm out here recording a podcast. We each have the freedom to have our own space. And then we come together when it works for both of us. Anyway. Those are some thoughts for the week and this new mindset of knowing your boundaries, knowing what feels good. I know we're only in January, but I'm really excited and it's feeling good. Reflecting is huge. So, are you a dog? Are you a cat? Are those relationships in your life? I don't know about you, but I really enjoy a relationship that always feels good when you walk away from it, not that something was taken. So, thank you for your time. Thank you for your ears. 
have a splendid rest of the day.